1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time
0: to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast.
2: We're Bill Moore's finest, Monte Hill. The pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher, boy Shasky. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, the morning I'm more than welcome. Are ready Made it to Friday. We made it to Friday, Roasters. As the San Francisco Sheriff's Office countdown to kickoff clock says, we are two days, nine hours, 23 minutes, 43, 42. 41 seconds away from the big game on Sunday. Shout out to Pete's Coffee for sending us to Vegas to the big game. We cannot wait. Thank you to Pete's Coffee. Thank you to the roasters. Thank you to YouTube. Good morning to y'all. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union, the Comcast Business Sex Line, all the graveyard shift Thank workers. You, Bonte. All the overnight workers. All the Warrior fans, all the Niner fans, all the Giants fans, all the contractors, all the carpenters, all the doctors, nurses, students, teachers, cops, firefighters, you name it. Spinoni, Lump, and Shasky. it's finally here. Look, Warriors win 4-1 on the road trip. You don't feel good about that. I feel like the vibes are turning. But D-Day is Sunday, and we are two days away from what is ours. And we talked about this journey, Shasky, in late July when Treaty Camp opened. It's finally here. The journey will be completed on Sunday. I feel the vibes. I don't care who they have on that sideline. I don't care if Marcus Allen is coming back for the Chiefs. I don't care if Martin Schadenheimer is coaching for them. I don't care if Steve DeBerg is quarterbacking. I don't care, rest in peace, Derek Thomas, Neil Smith. I don't care who's on that sideline for Kansas City. Sunday will be our day, Niner fans. It will finally be our day. And we've been waiting for this for 30 freaking years, Shasky. This
1: is it. I mean, this is where it all comes down to. I know they gave out a bunch of awards, and we're going to talk about that. All that crap is irrelevant. No one gives two rips about all these regular season awards. You know what we want? We want the damn Lombardi. We want the Super Bowl. And this is the moment right now, as my mom gave my little guy an authentic Mitchell and S Joe mm. Montana jersey, and a tear flowed down my eye. I said, this, this is the time. This is the time right now. you got to bust out all your good luck charms. you got to go deep to pull this one out. As we celebrate, Patrick Willis getting nope. inducted into the Hall no of Fame. Doubt. And the one hole in his resume mm. is mm-hmm. never getting that championship. That one hole. And what separates Steph Curry from all his contemporaries, John Stockton, for example, as just a, a random guy. Kevin Johnson. You know, Chris Paul, who's on yep. his roster. He's got championships, and they don't. And it is the separator it's a separator for Kyle Shanahan, for Jed York, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams, George Kittle. You know, George Kittle, you want to be the greatest tight end in 49er history? You got to hang one. Get to bling. Get Christian the bling. McCaffrey, you want to jump over a Frank Gore, even though you've been here for just a short period of time? You have to have a Lombardi, because Frank's got the resume. All of these guys, Debo Samuel, who I believe is a playoff-cemented legend, Nick Bosa, all of these... Regular season accolades, like Defensive yep. Player of the Year, those yep. are fine and dandy. Yep. It's a hell of a lot more satisfying when you add Super Bowl champion. I watch you every single day. Oh, I got the Hall of Famer Chris Mullen, and I love it. Yep. But I hear you, and then the champion, the finals, the NBA champ, Festus Azili. Mm. And it pains my heart that Chris Mullen doesn't have that attached mm. to his name. Mm. This core of legends needs that attached to their name.
2: You know? Uh, it's well said, as Patrick Willis, as you mentioned, he gets his gold jacket. And we all celebrate it. And it was a great night for the Bay Area with the Warriors blowing out the Pacers, going 4-1 on their road trip, their one game under five hundred. And you get Patrick Willis getting his award, that gold blazer. He's going to Canton, Ohio. All right? We may need to be there for that. I said I'd wait for Frank Gore. But, hell, Patrick Willis, I love them just as much. Christian McCaffrey gets Offensive Player of the Year. Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey gets Air Player, FedEx Air Player, and Growl Player of the Year. You know, Brock Purdy and McCaffrey are finalists for the MVP award. And there's Niners galore. And you see Jerry Rice out there in Vegas. You see Joe Chet is shaking heads. And you see T.O. with the Niners polo on. And what's the hole in this game? He doesn't have the plane. He doesn't have the Super Bowl. We know about Frank Gore and we see him in the suite. We see him next to Brian Young. And what doesn't he have is the Super Bowl rig. Shanahan. Everything he's built with this football team. He has been obsessed with football. He doesn't have the ring. It's the one hole. He's called Marty Schottenheimer 2.0. It's so unfair. It is. It is unfair. But you know what? That could all go away Sunday. And how, you do, how do you do that Sunday? Well, with Patrick Willis getting his gold jacket yesterday, you need gold jacket plays on Sunday from your premium <laughs> players. Forget the rest of the guys. You know, with Nick Bosa, you would to be talked about like Reggie White, Charles Haley, mm. T.J. Watt. You want to be talked about like some of the great edge rushers of all time. What Reggie White did for Green Bay against the New England Patriots, he took over the football game in the second half and came up with three sacks against Drew Bledsoe and flipped the game. He said, I'm not being denied. I'm running around the Superdome with the damn Lombardi no matter what. What? I mean, Michael Strahan,
1: think about what that championship has done for his career off the field. Wow. I mean, he's a great player, but that one championship and riding off into the sunset did what for him? (laughs) Good Morning America,
2: Fox Sports, (laughs) pregame show. You name it. He took all of the things Tiki Barber thought he was going to have. Exactly. Exactly. So, gold jacket plays on Sunday. I'm not talking about just making plays. I love it. I'll talk about gold jacket plays. That's the separator. When I know Chris Jones is at that sideline Super Bowl 54, you know what he did? He made gold jacket plays by deflecting passes, pushing the pocket, and pushing the interior. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, you know what they did? The pay that we have for Super Bowl 54, they made Hall of Fame plays when they needed to. Mm. Well, that's what these Super Bowls come down to. Just It's not about making plays and making tackles and getting yak. It's about making gold jacket plays. And if you can do that on Sunday against Kansas City, then you know what? You're going to come away and celebrate, and we'll have a parade next Thursday. But you got to take care of the little things. you got to tackle, Shasky. you got to tackle in this game. you got to take care of the football. And you know what? Nick Bosa, I'll start with him. You want to be that game changer? You know. You want to be mm-hmm. that premier edge rusher? You want to play that like DPOI? Well, you may need a sack from him. You need him to cause havoc on play number one to the last play of the game. I, I, the, the
1: number one stat for me, and I know everyone's exhausted with all the stats that they've seen, The only stat that matters in this game, you have to generate a turnover against Patrick Mahomes. He has not turned it over in six straight playoff games, which is a record in the NFL. You have to generate a turnover. So when that play happens and it hits you in the hands, you got to seal it up. You can't do what you did in the last Super Bowl with the Quan Alexander drop. And I I hate to to just point at him. You can't do what you did with Jaquaski Tart. You can't do what you did when... Obviously, I thought Bradshaw fumbled in in the overtime against right. the New York Giants in the NFC Championship yeah. game. Go to every single game that the Niners have lost; that has been heartbreaking in the thirty-year run in between this, where we are now, and that championship in '95. There's a moment in time where a huge turnover swings momentum of the game, whether it's the Niners or whether it's the other team. I mean, that NFC Championship game, they lost to the to the Seahawks. No one to you and I talk about it. No one talks about it. They got a fumble early in that game, yep. and they settled for three settled instead for of three. getting six. Exactly. And that was the game
2: that, that the whole game changed right there. Hey. Kaepernick fumbled later hey. on in the game. Hold on, there's another play too that nobody talks about in that football game. It's not just turnovers. Turnovers are huge. Huge. I'm with you here. And, that was and, a game and how changing. you capitalize. And how you capitalize on that. Points off turnovers are huge. Seattle capitalized. The Niners didn't. But in that football game, it's also the big plays, the explosive plays, the game-changing plays, the momentum plays. Yes. You have to, you have to limit those. The explosives, they call them. The Niners in that Seahawks-NFC title game, they're up to nothing controlling the football game. Ah! And they let up on one play. And I saw Dante Whitner yesterday, and I didn't bring it up to him. I refuse to do that. I don't want to bring up those memories to the hit, man. But there's a play where Russell Wilson scrambled around, scrambled around, scrambled around. And you blew your assignment on one play. You didn't contain. You didn't wrap. You didn't tackle. Russell Wilson throws it down the field. He hits Doug Baldwin for a big 30- to 40-yard gain. Dante Whitner fell asleep. Doug Baldwin gets behind them. They get a first down. They get the three points. They get the three points to go down 10-3 before the half, and that settled everything for Seattle, and it kept Marshawn Lynch in play for their run game to get them going. Those plays right there, the sleeper plays that nobody talks about, you know, the fourth and twos that Detroit Mm -hmm. doesn't capitalize on, the field goal that they settled for before halftime instead of going up 28-7, those little plays, you got to limit those. Those will kill the Niners in Super Bowls in NFC title case. But you know what? Sunday is going to be a new day as we talk about it here on a Football Friday presented by Flag and Anthony. I want to get the Niner fans. It's our last time. How much We're going to talk to you before before Sunday. I know you want this bad. I want it bad. I'm anxious as hell. I can't. Look, it's, it was so hard to watch the Warriors game last Sunday. It wasn't, Steph made it easy, actually, going 6-6 six six in the first quarter with six threes and scoring 18 and on a 42 burger. It was the perfect distraction for me. But as soon as I got in that car <laughs> and as soon as I got in that freeway, And I heard the roar from every car on the freeway. And I'm listening to the radio. And I'm saying, what's going on here? I smell something in the air. It was P. Willie getting his gold jacket. The most deserved man on the planet. And I said, you know what? It may be our weekend. As McCaffrey's getting rewards, And Brock Purdy's getting awards. And P. Willie's going to Canada. They got to finish. They have to. But you know what, Chasky? This team, this group, they've got it in them. The focus level I see from Debo Samuel. The focus I see from Fred Warner. The focus I see from Trent Williams. Hotel alarms getting pulled at 6 in the morning. It hasn't deterred them. Sulky fields at UNLV, the crappy fields at the practice, mm-hmm. it hasn't deterred this team. They've rolled with it. They've rolled with it despite what Ross Tucker, that, you know what? I like Ross. I like Ross a lot. But what he's been spitting on Stiney Guru this week has disturbed me. Why? It's disturbed me. He's basically categorized Niners fans and, Niner, and the Niner's organization as crybabies. Well,
1: I consider him a front runner because I've been following him. I've been doing shows with him for the last four or five years. That guy bleeds eagle green. Okay, we get it. You're a New York giant and an eagle guy. You're you're an eastern seaboard dude who capes up for that part of the country. And everybody oh, Go. I don't like the 49ers. What? And I talk like this. What? I'm tired of hearing about Ross you know Tucker, what? a mediocre lineman who doesn't
2: understand West Coast football. I'm tired of hearing his prerogative. Well, you know what? I'm going to play something, and he better be lucky he didn't do it on this show because he would have got some pushback. Now, I understand Stiney Guru; they're doing their thing down at Radio Row, but once a Cowboy fan. let's face it, Stiney's not a nighter fan. But I'm just sick of so, Ross so, Tucker's but you know crap. Now, listen to this He's crap. been caping up for the hey. Eagles and slurping them for the last three years. Well, just shut up. Well, well, listen to this. I want to get people fired up. 888 9570 This is the last time Shask and I are going to talk to you before a football game this season. This is it, folks. We've taken you all through the journey from training camp till now. Now, on Monday morning, I'm expecting to talk to the Roasters and talking to them about a Super Bowl victory for the first time since January of 95 in the 94 season. But listen to what Ross Tucker had to say about my 49ers, about your 49ers, Sasky, about your 49ers, Roasters. How about Ross Tucker? Listen to him on Starting and yesterday at Radio Row.
0: The Niners could be a really likable team if they would just stop complaining all the time. About
2: what? About Everything. <laughs> Give an
0: example. Okay. Uh, well, the field, the practice la- No, no, no. Field. Last week, last week, well, first of all, all you heard from any Niner all off season, every Niner player or fan was the only reason why they lost to the Eagles was because, because both quarterbacks get hurt. My recommendation would be to not let your quarterbacks get hurt, yeah. okay? <laughs> not let the defense kill your quarterbacks. <laughs> then, and they talked about all offseason, okay? Then, next thing we have, last week, they asked Bosa his impression of uh, the Chiefs' offensive line. He's like, they hold a lot. Yeah. Then they asked Jed York what do you remember from the Super Bowl four years ago. I remember Nick Bosa being held on third and 15. They're uh, always whining yeah. or complaining about stuff. Now this week, what do we have? The practice field isn't good. Right. It's the Super. You're barely practicing anyway. They're doing like a what? walkthrough. <laughs> hey, give me a break. And then today, now they had the alarm pool. You gotta, gotta sign it. That happens see, every season. You guys see my post. At Ross, soccer, NFL. Uh, I said, well, at least now, uh, if, if the Niners lose, now we know why. Changes everything the thursday alarm pull that changes everything well I mean, at least they have their built-in excuse
2: all right ross you're on the wrong show i would love to talk to ross tucker next week it's been a while since we talked to ross tucker i like ross tucker but you, you're pulling this i'm smarter than everybody act and of course somebody hey we're just calling it what it is this is the super bowl one team's at a standard of art facility and one's at a college with terrible fields What's wrong with that, Ross? We don't want no twisted Wait, Eagles before the game. Before
1: you even get to that, the, oh, the whole Eagles saying, they came out and kicked the ever-living crap out of the Eagles this year oh. after telling them all offseason, had our quarterback been healthy, we're going to dismantle you. And then a guy by the name of Lane Johnson came out and said, yeah, they the broke Niners us. broke our souls. And we'll
2: play that a little bit later. They broke
1: our souls. We'll so as far little as, little as bit I'm bit concerned, later. the Niners wrote a check all off season and then cashed it on but, the face but, of Sirianni but, at the 50 yard line
2: as Debo was telling the entire city of Philadelphia, "How's my ass taste?" But, but not only that, not only that. I'm stiny, so fired up right now. Stidie laughed and said, "Oh, the alarm gets pulled every Super Bowl." Oh, does it? Does it? We got public knowledge on that. We got. Can we fact check that? We, can we fact check that? Nobody's going to use it as, as an excuse. And i am I'm, I'm being uh, be—I'll be sarcastic here, you know. About i am being facetious here about the whole alarm thing. But shiny Saudi gurus disagreeing with Ross Tucker, like, oh yeah, they do cry a lot. Okay, well we'll see who's crying on you, Sunday. You know, you you know, know I'm sick of the national perspective <laughs> about the Bay Area. It's, it's a nuts. Bay Area thing. I'm convinced it's a Bay Area thing. They always talk about the Warriors crying and hot dogging. Mahomes is turning about, his helmet oh, I to know. the ref on every play. Every play. Every play. Every play, every play, they talk about the Niners like this. They talk about our quarterback, Brock Purdy. Should be one of the best stories in North American sports history. Mr. Irrelevant. Nah, we got to have a different dialogue. Ah, uh, Purdy ain't really all that. Ah, uh, Shanahan's not a, you know, Shanahan. I wonder if he coached in New York City when he gave for the 28-3 collapse by the Atlanta Falcons. So you know what? Ross Tucker, add him to the list. Answer so ID Guru to the list. I want all these guys to the list about people hating on the 49ers. I cannot wait for this game. And by any means necessary, we said it before the Green Bay game. We said it after the Green Bay game. We said it before the Detroit game. We said it after the Detroit game. It's all about surviving and advancing and doing what you got to do to win a damn football game in the playoffs. And I expect it to be ugly. I expect there to be bumps in the road. But I expect the damn Niners to hoist this Lombardi Trophy in front of the whole damn world and have all the people like Ross Tucker, Edie Crow. He The day before, he went outside. The guru said, oh, the Chiefs will beat the Niners. And out of 10 games, they win seven or eight of them.
1: Yeah, well, that's why they play one off. Uh, Ross, this is not the uh, NBA. This isn't the World Series of the 1918s where you play a nine-game series. You play one time. That's all that matters. One time. I'll tell you right now. All black Air Force Ones, Debo Samuel is showing up on Sunday, and I can feel it. Oh, this, I can this, feel it. I'm going to walk into a sports book, and I'm going to put 100 bucks down on Debo Samuel to be MVP of this game. I am calling my shot now. <laughs> Debo Samuel will be the MVP of this game. He is going to run through souls. You were talking about gold jacket guys. Gold there jacket are certain plays. players in the history of sports who elevate their game in the playoffs. They're good players, but then I get to the playoffs they become great players okay just Andy Pettit is an example an all-time legend when it comes to the playoffs I expect him to be elevated Derek Jeter Derek Jeter was a great hall of fame player you get to the playoffs he boom steps it up Madison Bumgarner oh he's a good player
2: regular season uh, fine playoffs steps it up David Ortiz I know you don't like David Ortiz but you got to give him credit absolutely
1: David Ortiz (laughs) absolutely David Ortiz Jose
2: Altuve Carlos Correa. There are certain guys in the sport that just elevate. Patrick Mahomes. Draymond third. Green. Yep.
1: Andre Iguodala. Steph freaking Curry. Joe Montana. All right? Think about these guys. Debo Samuel is on that list. Look what he's done in the playoffs. Look what he's done in big games. Right. Look what Go he's on. done when he's told you he's pissed off and he's angry and he's coming to snatch souls. You know. Debo will show up on this Sunday. I guarantee it's freaking t- it. It's
2: not even a question. You know, this is a guy. And I remember we talked the day of the draft when Debo got drafted. And the Niners That's were coming at 5 o'clock. And I was going to the Nick's Crispy Tacos. We were on the phone. I'll never forget the conversation. There was DK. There's all these guys. I said, Shasky, I want Debo Samuel. I want Debo on this team. That's a guy. I just, I just love him. I want Debo Samuel. And the Niners actually selected him. And when he did that rookie year, people <laughs> forget he was a rookie. And by the end of that season, he didn't look like a rookie. And. After Super Bowl 54, I'm complaining to myself. Damn, did we get the ball enough to Devo Samuel? No. I know he's a rookie, and we didn't. This guy shows up, whether it's the Rams, whether it's Monday Night Football, whether it's Sunday Night Football, whether it's in Philadelphia. I'm not worried about Devo Samuel showing up. Hell, I'm not worried about this team showing up. I think this team is ready to go. They've been waiting for this moment. They look loose. I think George Kittle's been loose. The total's been set by Shanahan. They know what time it is. I'm loving the hype videos coming out of the 49ers right now. So when Ross Tucker says that, trust me, the Niners are taking notes. The the other guy that I'm looking at. The label of a team led by Christian McCaffrey and Trent Williams' crybabies? Is Ross Tucker out of his damn mind? And Trey Greenlaw?
1: You don't say, Ross that to Tucker. Dress.
2: Ross Tucker's out
1: of his damn mind. Well, you know what it is. I mean, he's just got sour grapes because the Eagles had all their coordinators fired after the Niners went into the link and kicked that ass. Hey, hey, I'm sorry, I'm so I am let's, so let's, sick let's, of hearing Ross Tucker uh, 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 tape up for uh, Nick Niner Sirianni. Fans. Shut the hell up, you cry Eagle cry fans. You got dismantled. Your season was ended. Your coordinators were fired. You're questioning your 250 million dollar quarterback huh? for crying out loud. We didn't just go into the NFC East and win. We dismantled the division. Vision.
2: Hey, Lady look Johnson at the stats. It. Johnson said it. Okay, explain to me what happened the last, whatever, six, eight weeks of the season. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as film piles up and I feel like really after the 49ers game where, you know, it's kind of them dismantling us, I felt like teams kind of Piggybacked off that, so I don't know if it was something we were doing with our scheme-wise. Maybe the teams were on to what we were running, but it was a lot more difficult than what it needed to be um, because you've seen what the offense has been, and then you see that stretch, and it's, you know, what's going on. So, so Lay Johnson, that's a Hall of Fame player. Hall of Fame player said, Yeah, they broke us 42 to 19. They and dismantled we knew it. us, and we knew it because Debo Samuel walked in there and talked that talk that week. He told everybody Bradbury was trash. He told everybody that if Brock Purdy played, that they would have won that NFC Championship game. Ross Tucker, I saw you on the sideline during that NFC Championship game. You know damn well if Brock Purdy played, we would have been playing the Kansas City Chiefs last year at Gl- Glendale. But you know what? That's that. And that pain that we had to endure all all season. They have to win this one. They will win this one, Shasky. We're getting to the cause here. On the other side, I'm feeling good. Feeling good on a football Friday. Brought to you by Flag and Anthem. What's coming up on the game? Brought to you by the Inn at the Tides. Your phone calls. You guys better be fired up. Your last thoughts before the big game on Sunday. I need your last thoughts before the big game on Sunday down in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. I want to hear from you, Roasters. 888-957-9570. But the Inn at the tides. Hey, relaxing days, stunning sunsets. Winter is magical in Bodega Bay. Come experiencing it all at the Inn at the tides. Winter midweek rates start at just 179 per night and include breakfast and bottle of wine upon arrival. Book ahead at The Tides. InitTheTides.com.
1: I feel like they're a little bit soft. Listen to every MLB game live. In the
0: deep left side of field that is high.
1: It is far. It is
0: God. Stream minor
1: league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader.